0: Welcome. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy and a blessed Christmas to you all and a happy new year. You're an important part of our EWTN family, and we're so delighted that you have welcomed us into your home. Now, this show is going to be part two of our 2023 year in review, and we are continually reminded of the love that God has for his children, his people, and his church. Our struggles are never in vain, And the plan that God has for our lives is not always clear looking forward. It's often when we look at where we are that we can see the good our Lord is doing in our lives and the lives of all of those around us. And it's clear that this past year we have been blessed with so many great guests. So today we're going to be sharing about forgiveness and service and serving the least
1: these are very important topics Mm -hmm. and as we go into showing the shows, you'll see it profoundly taking place. But uh, forgiveness and service, how how do they go together? Because those who are forgiven much, they love much. Mm -hmm. And you're gonna see stories of of men who've been greatly forgiven of of evil and sin in their lives and how God is using them now in a redemptive way. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we're not, we're not drawn to sin, but in another sense, we know that Christ came to save sinners. And part of the problem is, you know, we think we're doing God a favor, <laughs> but God forgives us. He delivers us and he sets us on a course to be eloquent spokespersons on behalf of the gospel and yes. the good news of the life of Jesus Christ. Those who are aware of what they've been delivered from are the most merciful and compassionate and on fire Catholics and believers, because they want everybody to know what Jesus Christ has Mm. done to them. And they want to make reparation. Mm -hmm. So forgiveness and service go hand in hand. So we're going to take a break at this point. There's plenty more to come. Pray you'll be profoundly moved. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back. Well, today we're going over part two of our 2023 year in review, where we're going to revisit some of our most powerful and memorable moments from our show from the last year. And as you know, this year we got a new set. So don't be thrown off if you see a few episodes from before where we made that switch. So the theme will be forgiveness and service. We're going to be hearing from Dr. John Buchowski first. Now, Dr. Buchowski was a clinical abortionist, and following his miraculous reversion to the faith, he immediately left the world of abortion and began providing life-affirming care for the undeserved. You can read about his amazing reversion experience in his book, Two Patients, My Conversion from Abortion to life-affirming medicine. And now this great show was aired in October of 2023. And then the second guest we had was Greg Mayo. Now, Greg has made his mission to draw attention to the silent and the often overlooked sufferings of the men who lose their children to abortion. His own experiences with this have prompted him to write a great book, Almost Daddy, THE FORGOTTEN STORY, WHERE HE PROVIDES A NOVELIZATION OF THE TRAUMA THAT MEN FACE AT THE HANDS OF THE ABORTION INDUSTRY. AND GREG CAME ONTO THE SHOW LAST SEPTEMBER.
1: WELL, JOY, WHERE DO YOU SEE AND HEAR SHOWS LIKE THIS? NOWHERE. (laughs) SO PROFOUNDLY SPEAKING INTO THE CULTURE OF DEATH AND BRINGING US A CULTURE OF LIFE. LET'S TAKE A LOOK.
2: IT'S NOT THAT BIG OF A DEAL abort children, do the best you can. God understands." And so I found myself in the slop. Why? Because the fear of man, the fear of woman, the division that started in the garden began to slowly seep in deeper and deeper and deeper. And you just slowly wake up one day believing that abortion is good medicine. I wanted to be the best OBGYN I could be. And John Paul kept talking about, you, you're surrounded by misery. We need to respond. But when you fear man and not God, what's the beginning of wisdom? Fear of the Lord.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And the world is constantly at every turn. No, 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 no. You're God. Fear your own unhappiness, seek X, Y, and Z, seek abortion, it's good health care, it's good for women, it'll advance, it doesn't, it's brutal, and it's violent, and yet, there for the grace of God go I, Mm -hmm. mercy was with me, alongside me, crying, but accompanying me, just like my parents, they never gave up on me. And that's why I'm here, because what you do on this program, you witness mercy okay. from the from the head, those 18 inches, to the heart. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting with you. That's what we try to do in medicine. That's called medicine as mercy. So Tepeyaco B G Y N is the O B G Y N practice, fully in the teachings of the Catholic faith. We're excellent at what we do. This is what I heard in my conversion. Mm-hmm. X, be excellent, Johnny. See the underserved alongside the served. It's both and. You can bridge the left and the right in all different political stripes because divine mercy is for everyone. And oh, by the way, follow the teachings of my son's church in scripture and tradition. That's what we do. And we do it from perinatal hospice all the way to working with, collaborating closely with pregnancy resource centers as a medical practice. Mm -hmm. When words are removed from truth, goodness and beauty, you end up with lies, deception, and pain. Mm. So I bought the lie of abortion on demand that women can say whether there is a person inside of them, another human being, a life or not. And society, like we become our own gods. Mm -hmm. We say when life begins. Okay? So here I was. Now I'm volunteering at a pregnancy resource center at night. This is how much The Lord was pulling me, and there, the first two years of my residency, I was doing abortions as part of my training. Mm. Whether they were healthy, whether they were sick, abortion on demand means just that. And it goes right through your heart and every cell of your body because you know what you're doing as a physician. You know. That's why there's less doctors doing them today and more they're asking midwives and nurses.
4: When I was 18, I had experienced my first abortion loss. And again, at 22, Now I didn't find healing until I was 39 years old that nobody was talking about it back Mm -hmm. in the late 80s, early 90s. Right. And so for 21 years, there was this pain and struggle and feeling like I was alone and nobody else. No other man had experienced this. Right. Right. I I get other men had abortions, but nobody had the pain I did Mm. until I found out that was wrong. And so I I, I experienced healing and I worked through a lot of books. There weren't a lot available for men even 15 years ago. Um, But as I grew in healing, I realized I needed to share my story. And so I volunteered to talk to any group, anywhere, anytime. I didn't care what they were, if there were three people or 300. And every time, guys, every single time, at least one man came up to me and said, look, I've, I've never shared this with anybody. But 10 years ago 50 years ago 20 years ago whatever and, and after dozens and dozens of talks and lectures in front of groups what I realized was if I wrote this as a novel mm. my dad always said memoirs are for important people <laughs> so but I wrote a novel and I sprinkled parts of my story and what I learned in it and I thought maybe that'll reach more guys and more guys will look at that and go Hey, you know what? That's my story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can find healing too. Yeah. And, and this is the most important thing for guys because I see it over and over. Jim, you can probably speak yeah. to this too with dudes. They open up that wound and they share something about it. And then something in them goes, right, close that quick, walk away. So keeping them engaged, yeah. you know, which is what, what it, why we talk about getting them plugged in early. Mm-hmm. Um, for clinicians, for clergy, for whomever, You know, at the organization, we talk about the four steps when encountering somebody that's been impacted by abortion. What are they? The first one's examine your judgment,
0: Mm
4: -hmm. right? Everybody's got judgment. We all do. You're never going to get rid of that. We're humans and we're flawed. What do you think when you think of a man or woman impacted by abortion? What do they look like? Where do they live? What do they dress? You know, whatever. Kick that out because the second step's impossible if you're judging Mm -hmm. them. The second step is walk in compassion. They have to know you care, not pity, yeah. compassion. Mm-hmm. I care about what you're going through. I care about what's happened since your abortion in your life, whether that led you down a path of drugs, whether you're living on the streets now, you're in prison, yeah. whatever. The third thing is, and this is crucially, vitally important for men, invite them to share their story. Mm-hmm. A man shares with you and you say, I- I'm really sorry for your loss, Jim. Would you like to share your story with me? Well, and they, and they tell you their story. And then the fourth thing, and maybe equally as important as the rest, connect them with healing. Mm. Don't heal them. I'm not saying that. Some guys misinterpret that. No, no, no. I can't heal anybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: What I can do is connect you to somebody that can. And, and, and to do that, I have to be compassionate enough, non-judgmental enough. I have to really listen to your story to understand what okay. it is you need.
1: Well, Joy, what an incredible blessing. I mean, you see made manifest what the gospel of Jesus Christ is all about, that God can take evil and turn it to good. He can take the curse and turn it into a blessing. He can take death and turn it into life. And now these, these guys, mm-hmm. one, an abortionist, one who was involved in an abortion, uh, not only are they forgiven, but you can see that they are set free. And they become living witnesses to the grace and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And speak into the culture of death and the throwaway culture and say, we now stand for life. And we want to repair the evils that have been done. And we want to set people free. Two patients, my conversion from abortion to life-affirming medicine, Dr. John Burchalsky, And Almost Daddy, The Forgotten Story by Greg Mayo both available at ew10rc.com. So, Joy, all together, and and in so many ways, EW10 is really in the lead. We will all together build a new culture of life and marriage and the family, and hopefully this year we'll see more victories for the Mm -hmm. pro-life and marriage movement. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. There's plenty more to come. Please don't go away.
0: Welcome back. Well, we are continuing our review of some of our favorite shows from 2023. So our next guest will be discussing Serving the Least. First, we're going to hear from Stephen Gabriel. Now, Stephen is a grandfather of 37 grandchildren. Stephen provides great guidance on how grandparents can help form and build up their grandchildren while still respecting the role and the authority of their own children. And his great book is called Hope for Your Grandchildren. Talking to the third generation about what matters provides great insight into the impact that we can have on our grandkids and that they can have on us. This show was filmed last September. And then lastly, we're going to hear from Father Richard Holon. One of my favorites. Now, Father Holung is the founder of the Missionaries of the Poor. Father Holung took to heart the gospel call to give away all that you have and follow Christ. Yeah. He has since established communities of religious brothers and sisters and priests who are serving the poor and the underprivileged in 14 countries around the world. So, Father Holung was with us in November yeah. of 2023.
1: Well, wonderful shows, wonderful people. And uh, they don't want us to simply look at them and admire them. They want us also to give our lives away in service. So, let's watch these shows and be blessed.
5: I've always sort of looked at my children and my grandchildren as being you know part of my legacy, mm. you know, and uh, you know I, I just want them to have what I have, have yeah. this deep you know, love for yeah. our Lord, the love for our church, and really, you know the best way to convey that is by living it, you because know? you know they, they see everything, mm-hmm. and you know i just I just hope and pray that you know that when i 'm gone the The main thing they're going to say about uh, about me is that, you know, he he really loved our Lord mm-hmm. and loved and loved his church, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, hopefully that you know they'll see that as the as the kind of example that they want to follow themselves and to teach that to their children.
0: Yeah, and and that is true. Uh, the greatest lesson is your enthusiasm is what you believe and then how you live what you believe and and obviously with your eight children you you and peg have created a beautiful family culture just um, you know to say this is who we are i mean even in our home it was be totally unthinkable that you woke up and you didn't feel like going to church on Sunday. Well, we didn't care about your feelings. We were going to do what needed to be done. And maybe your feelings were going to come later, but we were going to church and we were going to love God and we were going to give him the best of us, you know, in body, soul, mind and spirit. And they were going to see that and enthusiasm when they see that, that your relationship with Jesus is living and it's active and it's real. and you believe what the word of god says and you read the word and you you share it and you impart it i mean they catch that and but for so many of our family at home um they did all the things you and peg did and they didn't get those results you know and so grace is generous god's grace is extremely generous to us that,
5: we yeah. have to have a we have to have a long view on this too mm-hmm. right so i mean i would I uh, urge folks who are watching who may have a child who is maybe not on the right track or left the faith that, uh, you know, continue to pray yes. and, and uh, have hope and, you know, uh, stranger things have happened, right? I mean, they, they may well come back and you know, just yeah. keep praying and keep, you know, l- you know sacrificing, offer mortifications and uh, pray, pray, pray.
3: This was the declaration of Jesus. Mm-hmm.
5: Yes.
3: Uh, I have come for this purpose to bring good news to the poor, mm-hmm. and I, I said, "Am I doing that?" You know, I had been teaching for a yes. while in Boston right. College, just for a short time, and then also the university in Jamaica, but I was just talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was. I, I. But I was being a hypocrite. Hypocrite, because. I WAS JUST TELLING PEOPLE, THIS IS WHAT YOU SHOULD DO WITH YOUR LIFE. Mm-hmm. AND I SAID, uh uh-uh, THAT'S EMPTY. Uh, THE WORD WAS MADE FLESH. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. AND THEREFORE, THE WORD HAD TO BE LIVED. IT'S, it's NOT JUST THE WORD, BUT THE WORD mm-hmm. MADE mm-hmm. FLESH. IT HAD TO TAKE ON THE FLESH. Mm-hmm. And uh, that
1: became the great challenge. Yeah. And your words had to take on flesh. It had to. Right. So, I mean, well, he's the word made flesh. We can know that theologically. And right. it's like, mm-hmm. you, your words
0: have to yeah. become flesh. I'm calling flesh. you. That That's right. conviction. Yeah.
3: That's right. Christ became a man, and he lived among the poor and the mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that I had to. If I'm going to uh, be a true Christian, I have to configure Christ, mm-hmm. you know? By that time I was forty years old. Yeah. And then Something. by the time I, yeah. I, I was forty-one I began missionaries yeah. of the poor.
1: You were con- you were concerned for your own soul. Yes. You mean, uh, yeah, and that's and so right. It wasn't only the poor, it was like, yeah. what about me? What about yeah. my salvation? And doing this is a way that God is saving you. Mm. And and that's that mystery that's there, reaching out to people, helping people, aiding people. But it's, it's how God sanctified you, how God's saving you still to this day.
3: You meet people, they hold your hand, you look into their faces, mm-hmm. they look into your eyes, and there's joy. Right. You have discovered Christ. Mm-hmm. You have encountered Christ. It's, it's, it's really a, a new spirituality, you know, fostered yes. by Mother Teresa, mm-hmm. who, yes. who we met in Jamaica. Uh, and I, I think very much by John Paul, too. And uh, you see families, for instance, of six different families living in a small place. Each, each room would be about twelve by twelve, and there would be three rooms, and there would be nine children, mm. and there would be a, a second floor, and there would be another floor, and there would be six families mm. using one toilet. Mm and having uh, one kitchen, and they have to do everything by shift. Then on the dirt floor on the bottom, you have like uh, uh, six people sleeping, and uh, then they would have a little bicycle or tricycle, and some would sleep in the bicycle, on the bicycle itself, on the tricycle. Sleep yes, on it. Sleep mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. and they would shift. Mm-hmm. They, they, the 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 ones sleeping in the house would shift in in three-hour shifts, and uh, that's the way they live. Mm-hmm. And then they also eat in shifts, mm-hmm. um, and they they they're cheerful. Mm-hmm. They, have mm-hmm. yes. they have Jesus. They have Jesus. They. The Filipino people are, are people of great, great, great faith.
1: Well, Joy, how wonderful, how profound. Uh, hope for your grandchildren, talking to the third generation about what matters most by Stephen Gabriel, EW10RC.com. So, for, for him, for us as grandparents, the least are our, our, our children. And so he makes the time to share with them in this book little letters about what's really important to him, mm-hmm. about Jesus Christ, about the gospel, about the uniqueness of the Catholic faith. And he shares all these things. He wants to pass on to the next generation of the least, the most important things to him, and we can do that as well. And then Father Ho uh, to learn more about Father Ho mission, go to missionariesofthepoor.org, missionariesofthepoor.org. And again, something we can alter. the least for him is is the poor, the needy. Mm. And to see Christ's face in every face. Jesus is in the face of everyone. We have no right to think, speak, or touch another human being without looking for the face of Christ in another. So we don't just admire Father Holong. We don't just sow into his ministry. He's saying all of us should love Christ. In every person that, that we meet, we should serve all people, especially the least. So we want to thank you for being with us throughout the year. We look forward to a new year in you, more great shows, more teaching of Christ's reality. We thank God for EWTN. Keep it on EWTN. God bless you and all of your loved ones. Bye now.